Hi, I'm Pam Dunn, and for the next 10 minutes or so, join me in a conversation that will provide practical ways to access your inner wisdom. Since being wise means you will act and behave based upon your knowledge, what you know, it means when we know better, we can do better. There is immense wisdom in listening and learning from others. So what you hear today will provide infinite possibilities and opportunities for practice. Well, welcome everybody to 10 Minutes of Infinite Wisdom. I have a very special guest today. His name is Mark Geisler. He is going to talk about the wisdom of grief. Mark is a remembrance course leader for Your Infinite Life. He is also a husband, a father, a grandfather, and I think most importantly why I asked him to speak on the subject is because he is a retired therapist and he has specialized in this topic. So thanks for being here, Mark. I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, having you share with everybody. And really what we talked about before we started recording was this difference between grief and grieving. So how about you start there? Okay. Uh, the first part, of course, is when, when we lose someone or something happens. And that is, uh, that's beyond our ability. That's choiceless. Mm. Loss is the loss. How we deal with it is really up to us and the work of doing that and how we relearn the world around us is what is important. And it is not a process. It is not a stage. It is about figuring out how to cope without someone who has been significant in the world no longer being there. Now, we can, we can grieve over lots of significant things. We can grieve over a disability. We can grieve over... Uh, a marriage. We can grieve over our, one of our kids going away to school. You know, we can grieve over me losing my keys. What I think we'll focus on today is the more profound, the process, the, the way we deal with the heartbreak and the anguish over the loss of a loved one. Yeah, I think that's good. I, but I, I, I I think it's important because I'm sure that's what will draw people. Yet I, I love this, this way that you're saying about not minimizing a loss that, you know, I, I've had kids go away to college. You know, I've had kids get married. I've, I, I've grieved the loss of a marriage. So, mm -hmm. it, so I think that those were significant events in my life and, and I can see that, to minimize those or to compare those it is detrimental to utilizing that wisdom within about grieving. Yes. Uh, the pain is the pain. Mm -hmm. And um, that's why um, talking about stages or processes really doesn't get to the real heart of it. How does this loss affect us? Mm. 
and how profound is it for us and what is it that we get to work through so that we can over time relearn how to cope in the world in a different way. We still have those relationships in grieving and in mourning and even afterwards. A person may die, yet that doesn't change our relationship with them. We get to relearn what that relationship is. Maybe it will require forgiveness. Maybe it will require remembering those things that were so special and loving to us and keeping them alive. And we can only do that when we pass through that initial anguish, because that keeps us away from that relationship. That's dealing initially with that awful, awful pain of something being ripped from us. And later on, we're able then, through remembering, to put all of that in perspective. We're able then to look at the person that we loved as a whole human being, not greater than, not lesser than in death than in life, and then reframing our relationship with them so that we can then move forward in our lives. And um, that's why it is a, a very personal um, journey that can be facilitated, yet it is a very personal journey. You know, Pam, one of my uh, uh, favorite paintings is by Edvard Munch, and it's called At the Deathbed. And uh, when you look at that, you hardly see the deathbed. All you see is a whole lot of people who seem detached from one another. And what I like about that painting is that each of them individually are figuring out what to do, what all of this means to themselves. What you're saying is so important. And I know, you know, you taught me this so many years ago. But uh, again, as I'm listening to you, I just can't emphasize that, that thing that's so important about getting away from, I'm supposed to do my grieving in some sort of a process. And, and that I actually get to do it in the way that works for me. Yes. You know, uh, someone uh, a few weeks ago, I still run a coping with loss group, uh, and uh, somebody asked me when they were going to get over it. And I said, never. And then we began to talk about to do that would actually be to forget. And why would you want to forget? It's that we just have such a hard time dealing with the pain of it all. Mm. And about being willing to stay in the sadness and to work through that sadness. And, you know, you go in and out of it. But ultimately, you're then able to relearn what's happening. Yeah, that's a, another thing that you keep saying that, you know, I'd like to emphasize too is that relearn and reframe 
which just is, is so different than, you know, I have to get over it. Mm -hmm. When will I achieve closure? Unfortunately, you know, none of us really do, nor should we. Yeah, I wonder, do you think that our, our need or our pull for closure is to, in some way, inadvertently, of course, to avoid the pain? Absolutely. Is it? Uh, yeah, uh, the pain is so intense. And uh, very often, uh, many of us uh, won't deal with that pain initially. And even those around us who, we, who, who love us will tell us things like, you know, they're in a better place and uh, we'll be all right. And or, or quote, you know, something to us in an attempt to, uh, to soothe our feelings when the reality is, as my beautiful daughter once said, absolutely most appropriately upon the, uh, the death of her very good friend's dad, this sucks. Very profound phrase. <laughs> Exceedingly profound. Yes, and by the way, so she's true. now a clinical psychologist. <laughs> um, it's important to be, be in there and to stay in there. You know, if you stay for a very, very long time uh, you know, and can't move on and, and it affects your life over a long time, that's different mm-hmm. for most of us. It's being able to go through it. And well, I can even say, I can even hear, I should say, um, from what you're saying is that even if somebody might be, for lack of a better word, wallowing or spending too much time or, or it's too, uh, you know, too long, as, mm-hmm. as they might think, uh, mm-hmm. e- even that is most likely because of the way that they believe about the loss or the grief. Do you find that true? It's that. Sometimes it's gratifying. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's, uh, frankly, easier. Because that's the grief part as opposed to grieving, which gets us more into remembering and f- starting to figure out what we're going to do in our lives without that important person. And that part, uh-huh. that part, takes, dare I say, it takes work. And it, 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 it means really addressing what that person meant to us, what our lives, lives are like, what our relationship with that person is now, even though they're gone, what our relationship to the entire world is like. Mm, yeah, I... You know, that's such a, our time is up, but that is such a great way to to really end because I can see in the wisdom of grief, it's really that um, since grief is a lot of things, that it's the grieving that makes us wise. It's It's the relearning that has us access our wisdom, the reframing making it a personal journey. So thank you so much, Mark. My pleasure, and thank you for the work you do. (laughs) You're welcome. And if you want to look for Mark, you can find him under Course Leaders at www.yourinfinitelifeonline.com. 
Thank you everyone for joining us. And if you benefited from this podcast, please like and or comment in iTunes. Find more about our coaching and our offerings at www.yourinfinitelifeonline.com. And also have a great week accessing your inner wisdom.